everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. We're actually back together on January 25th, 2021. Well, I just wanted to say thanks again. Last time I was here, I walked out with COVID. What a fucking nice guy. We think you gave it to us. <laughs> I hope I did. Because <laughs> we didn't know anybody around us outside of you that got it. Get the fuck out of here. I watch these JP25 videos. You got every circus act in town. What are you talking? It's rolling through. Josh and I, right here. That's it. Me yeah. with, with the ones he does, he hasn't done one since long ass time when's the last time you're the one hanging out in ib ib's beautiful i was (laughs) in ib last night full of covid ib's not full of covid you take that back you take it back right now dude i had a couple of people write to me this weekend and Uh say do you guys really have covid or is this a bit or is this a bit i could this would be the worst bit of all time what are you talking about we're doing bits on covid dude i uh i live with a family member Who's got an immune, uh, a weakened immune system? I had to go to fucking Hotel Circle. I was in Hotel Circle from Wednesday night, the 13th, until Saturday. Now, this hotel is run by the county. So it's a, it's not because I told one friend and they were like, you can't do that. Can't be down at the breakfast. I go, shut up. Shut Just up. shut up. The county has a deal. And I mentioned 211 is such a great resource. So when, uh, it was weird, Dave, on that day, I just had a weird vibe, right? That we haven't been here. It'll be two weeks coming up on- Three weeks, right? Is is it three? I think it's three weeks this this Wednesday. That could be. Yep. Yeah, that could be. Oh, that's right, because we took the week off and then last week, you're right. So it goes back even further. So the 6th, that right? Yeah, it was right toward the beginning of January. Okay. So uh, as soon as I got the positive return, I called 211. And I said, look, I live with a family member, and he's got a weakened immune system. I'm worried about it. And they go, okay, hang tight. And they called me back, and they said, do you have a car? Are you able to drive? I said, yeah, I feel great. They said, great, get down to Hotel Circle, go to this particular place, you're in this particular room. And on that Wednesday night, I checked into this hotel. So this would be two weeks ago in two days. I didn't leave the room until the Friday night. And on the Friday night, which is funny as shit to me, they have everybody in the hotel is in some level of recovery from COVID-19 yeah. and did not want to be impacting other family members or roommates or anything else. Yeah. They have an area at this hotel where people can go down and smoke. I found this hysterical, and I would joke with the nurses about it, but whatever, right? They're just trying to let everybody be comfortable as much as they can while you're trying to get through. On the first Friday night, Dave, I went down and just walked this parking lot for five minutes. I hadn't left my room in 48 hours, and you're like, God yeah, damn. losing your mind. And then... Two days after that, the Sunday, a week ago last night, I did the same thing. But what I had heard from one of the people there is, hey, there, there are people at different levels of COVID. And I, I just had this overwhelming fear that one day I was going to wake up and my temperature, which every day was fine, was going to spike to like 103 because yeah. I'd been a dumb shit walking around. And so from that Sunday night at 7.30 until Saturday at 11, I never left the room. No, I, it, the county was so nice. The staff was so incredibly nice. 
and checked in on me every day. And it was just three times a day. People ask, what did you do for food? And you would get on your door and I would just yell, thank you. And you would go and there'd be a plastic bag and it would be a like a styrofoam, uh, like a styrofoam takeout. And it could be a sandwich. It could be chicken. It could be macaroni, whatever. But they allowed family to bring groceries over. <laughs> family members that brought me like eight bags of Gatorade and water and really? and bread and just condiments and just different things. So you were fine. The other thing is if you wanted like Grubhub, you could God damn, are they fucking expensive, huh? Like I never do Grubhub or Uber Eats. Yeah. But there were just a couple times when you would get something that showed up in that styrofoam and you're yeah. like, This is a little weird. And uh, Grubhub would show up down below, and the the people that worked there were just so great, and they would run it up to you and just, and it would be right out front. So, look, I Dave, I I have a completely different view on this thing, and I wonder if you do too. You and I had come in here since March, sanitized, we wipe everything down, we did it again tonight. But man, oh man, when I look at it now and and you see people with fevers and there was somebody leaving my place on Saturday in an ambulance and you go, fuck, I was so fortunate to be on this side of the fence when everybody's on that side. Oh, yeah. I'm just so thankful to the county of San Diego. They absolutely treated me great. The people at that hotel treated me great. And I just I couldn't. Can never repay him. It was awesome. No, no. So obviously you, me, Josh, Rita, the four of us, we all got it at the same time, basically. We all lucked out. I mean, yeah. honestly, we did. And so for me, I was the first one and I'm checking for fevers. I was that kid that never got a fever. Like growing up, I just yeah. I never I'd get sick, but I'd never get a fever. My dad always jokes around he never missed a day of school because he, he could get hit by a train and someone yeah. could say Lewis just got hit by a train and his mom would say does he have a fever send him <laughs> to school get going and so it just doesn't we weren't that family and so we checked nonstop, like like five times a day yeah. no fevers oxygen levels all that stuff because it seemed like I felt like I was passing out a lot like I would get really lightheaded thinking I'm I'm going down right now like all just of a, a sudden a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah oh, wow. and, okay. and, it, and it lasted almost the entire time where I would stand up, I'd walk around, just get some water, and everything's good. Then all of a sudden, I felt like the room was was tipping, you so know? weird. I didn't and have I'm, any of that. And I'm like, I'm yeah. going down. And so I had a slight cough, but I was extremely, two things. I told you, I was very hungry, and I was very tired. Like, uh, I, I slept more than I've ever slept. Yeah. Did you sleep a lot? I mean, no you one's know, bothering you. No, and and my work was so great. Um. I let everybody know Wednesday night. Everybody immediately went out and got tested. Thankfully, all of them are negative. Family's negative. Everybody's negative across the board. Thursday, the first day, um, I was really tired. But I think a lot of that from talking to the doctors, uh, they were like, dude, it's just the stress of carrying that around. And when you when you get the email that says, hey, Good news. Um, and so I just think all of it was between work and, and trying to get things done for work. We've been so busy and worried about the guys on my team, worried about family members, everything else. I just think it it when you're under str stress, it wears you out. But from last week, really Monday, a week ago tonight, 
um, when I was just sitting there doing this show going, fuck. Um, no, I've, I've been really fortunate, Dave. I feel good. And, and I have a buddy in L.A. who's going through it right now. He's quarantining. And he, he was just like me, dealing with a little of cabin fever, the yeah. isolation. And then uh, all of a sudden, his temperature spiked over really? the weekend. Now he's feeling better today. Just, yeah, it just scares the shit out of you. And I, I, the other thing is, too, it, look, I think this is something for you. I think it's for Josh. I think it's for Rita. And I think it's for me. We all tested positive. We all have it. There have been people that have gotten false positives. And yeah, we didn't that's have. What I a, thought I had it first. And we haven't had a lot of symptoms. So, like, the one thing I did tonight when I came in is the first time I've done this in March. I brought my own windscreen in here. I wiped everything down. Um, everywhere I go, I feel like I'm a lot more conscious of it because I don't want to let my guard down thinking, well, I had it and I can't get it again because what if he had a fucking false positive? <laughs> and maybe that's just me being paranoid and the county said I had it and now I'm clear and you're clear. But I, dude, I'm at work today wiping everything yeah. down. I'm, I'm masking up. I'm sanitizing. I'm socially distancing. Like, I feel like I'm more proactive after having it than that I was leading into it. Yeah. And we were pretty proactive leading in, but I, I feel like I'm a lot more diligent now, which I don't know, hopefully is is keeps me from getting in trouble. You know what cracks me up is for years, everybody made fun of me. And you, you used to give me a hard time, and then you, you just stopped because you got... It's just part of my routine. But remember, yeah. I'd walk into work every oh, day yeah. in the radio station. I had two bags. I had one bag on my computer. Yeah. Another, ba another bag at cleaning supplies. Can you imagine? And, and I would. Radio station. Yeah. Now. I would Lysol everything as far as windscreens, even though it was my own. Yeah. I, I would Lysol that. And then I would sit there with this Clorox wipes, everything. Every knob that Hartman ever touched, oh. I basically went over everything anyone had. And people would go, dude, what the fuck? And yeah. I said, look, man, I, nothing against any of those guys. It just, I feel better working this way. Yeah. And uh, think about it. We're talking right now into a microphone, which is t not even two inches from our mouth. And yeah. An entire radio station does All it. All day They long. usually smell terrible. Ugh. And uh, you're thinking, well, where are these guys' hands? I don't know what these guys do bathroom-wise or where they put what? their hands, what they do, and what germs they have. So that was always what I did for years. And yeah. guess what? I, I still got it. Before you come in every night, I, I wipe down your area like crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I... I that's my attitude now is just be careful because I feel like there were a couple things where you look at and you go, well, I had a minor cough and a couple of days of being tired, a couple of those things. But Dave, I have friends in Texas and this is the crazy thing, right? I talked to them on Saturday, the day I was getting out and they had full on fever, yeah. the diarrhea, chills, sweating through their clothes. I go, holy fuck. Go get tested. You got it. They both came back negative today. No way. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're negative. I was like, what? So, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I talked to these nurses, and I'll, I'll share this story because it was incredibly funny. The night I checked in, uh, Wednesday night, was really hard because yeah. I know I'm going to be away from my kids and, and all that stuff. And so... Uh, this nurse calls, and they have you take your temperature. Temperature's fine, the whole thing. And they said, hey, listen, we just have to ask, do you have any issues with mental health or depression or anything else? So I 
you guys know I'm an open book. I told her the whole thing. And uh, she said, well, you know, the good thing is right behind you, you have a balcony. And if you need it, it's right there. And me just being a smart ass go, oh, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to jump. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's the first thing I thought of when she said that. She's like, Jeff, I'm talking about fresh air. I go, I knew exactly what you were talking about. But I said, you throw me a softball, I'm going to hit it. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, I'm going to tell everybody in this room what she just did. She goes, I've got to be so careful. Yeah. You tell tell her I'm not not high enough. You guys got to get a different room. I go, you don't have to worry. I'm not jumping. What? No, no, no. And she was, but... She was one of the nurses that checked in like every day. And I just, they were so cool, man. I just, I, I thanked them so much. The people that were there and the staff, they were so incredibly nice and, and just trying to get everybody healthy and yeah. get everybody out. God damn, man. I, I just, like I said, I'm incredibly grateful to all of them because I, I just, the stress level to sit in there all day when you're yeah. everybody you're checking in on is positive. And like I said, ambulances are coming and going and it's scary. And they were, they were amazing to me. I, I really do thank them. No, no, ab- absolutely. That's why I was shocked that people kept reaching out and saying, this is a bit, this is, that would be the worst no. bit of all time. Yeah, no, it, no, no, we aren't doing bits. It's hundred so, percent. We wouldn't joke around about something. And listen, like that. the one thing I would say too is, um, I think Dave, we did a really good job from March until, Earlier this month, I'm just kind of telling people, hey, do your thing. You know, whatever you want to believe. Hey, fuck that. I, I literally watched people every day be drug out. I don't want that to be you, especially a Patreon subscriber because I need the money. <laughs> I, I don't. But I, I seriously don't. I, I don't want any of you to have to go and quarantine away from your family. I don't want any of you to end up in the back of an ambulance. It's really not that difficult. And and. For us, um, washing hands, sanitizing, masking up, we still got it. And I'm so fortunate. I know, Dave, you are too. You were lucky enough to be here. Yeah. But uh, I don't want any of you to go through it. And I'm just telling you, it it sucked. And I saw a lot of people that were in really, really bad shape for 10 days. And it fucks with your head, the whole thing. So I'm thankful to be here but i'm going to tell every one of you do not fuck around with it do not take it lightly do not buy into any well is it you know does anybody get a cold anymore hey fuck i don't know i don't want you in the back of an ambulance that's all i'm going to say i don't want you in the back of an ambulance i don't want any of you in the icu and i don't want any of you to go through what the last couple of weeks dave you joke about ib my kids and I went to IB last night because we'd been hanging out in Coronado. Yeah. And uh, we're right there on on Seaview or Seacrest, whatever it is. We, we just got a, a burger and we're hanging out. And we're sitting in this little park at a table and directly across from us is a hotel. And I said to my kids, I go, dude, I travel all the time. We travel all the time. Hotels are a blast, right? Because big bed and what do yeah. we have? I go, I'm sitting here right now looking at that hotel. It's, it's, I'm not fucking around. It was freaking me out. I said it was giving me the worst vibe. And oh, it's, wow. a, it's a beautiful hotel yeah. right on the ocean in IB. But you're looking up, Dave, at these rooms. And when I would look across, when I would come out of my room on the fifth floor, I would look across at all, it, 
all of the rooms kind of faced into a, a courtyard. So yeah. my I had a balcony that looked out over the eight freeway and the pool, and it was beautiful. But when I came to the front, when they would knock on your door, all you saw were like 200 doors of hotels, and none of them could open. And you just knew whether it was 10% or 80%, everybody behind that door was fighting COVID oh, yeah. right now. And I'm just sitting there, and you look at it, and you go, like my son Kate told me, he goes, Dad, that means we just got to go get into a hotel and change the mojo, right? He goes, yeah. we just got to change your mojo. We'll get you covered. But I, I just sat there last night and looked at that hotel and go, God, this is giving me the creeps. We got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, it, and it's a... It's a really like I know you got PTSD all of a sudden from hotels. Yeah. And six weeks ago we're down there. I go, dude, that'd be kind of a fun place to stay. Like you're right across from Luigi's, you're right by the beach. Last night I'm like, I gotta get the hell out of here. It's freaking me out. All right. So since since you got out on Friday, like Saturday morning. Saturday morning, what have you done as far as getting out? Like as far (laughs) as I mean, meaning like, were you thinking, I'm going to get in this car and I'm going to yes. s- move around and see as many things as I can yeah. to kind of get my balance back? Yeah. Uh, what I did, this is so weird. I'll take you right through it. So I checked out. They gave me a letter that said that I had done the required CDC time of quarantine that I was good to go. So we were on, it's the Crown Plaza. It's just, it's the old Hanalei Hotel. I'll tell anybody. I mean, what the fuck? It is what it is. And so it's on the uh, the northwest end of Hotel Circle. It's not far from like the the Little League, you know where that is, right there. Exactly. And the old Hanalei Hotel is just—it was really cool. But when I sat on my balcony every night, like I would just sit there and watch cars going by, and my kids and I are always on the eight. And you're like, God damn, look at all these guys living their life, right? Shit. And. Uh, Dave, I knew the whole time that I, it could have been a lot worse. So I, we were not, I was not feeling sorry for myself at all, but I could look across and I would be like, you know what? I'm going to go directly over there when I get out and look over and just kind of be like, holy shit, that's where it was. Right. So that was what I did. I swung, uh, came out by whatever that little steakhouse is, went over the eight. And just kind of went across. And and Dave, I'm not a religious guy. I just kind of sat there for a minute and kind of looked at the hotel and just kind of reflected and said, holy fuck, man. You, this could have been a whole lot different. Oh, yeah. Count your blessings and be thankful. And then uh, I went over. Dude, this was really funny. I went over to my kid's house, right? And uh, I went over to my kids. And, like, the first person there was my ex-wife who gave me just the best hug in the world. And she's like, it's really good to see you. And uh, so then we got in the car. There's a park that we love in Temecula. We're so goddamn dumb. Temecula is, you know, 500 miles away. <laughs> but there's this park over by Pachanga that we love because it all it has all the next to her fields. And we just go and throw the football for hours and hours. And I said, you know what? We'll drive up. We'll get lunch. And then we'll just... I go, all I want to do all day is just throw the football until my goddamn arm falls off. And we got up there, and it just starts pouring rain. Just pouring rain. So my kids and I are dying laughing. But we just uh, we just fucked around. And then we came home, and uh, we watched uh, we got the McGregor fight. I okay. hadn't bought a pay-per-view in forever. and But my buddy Mike Chandler, who's 
a real good buddy of mine was in the co-main event, and I, I wanted to see that, and then I wanted to see the Connor fight. Um, and Dave, I'm just telling you, man, just, just I, I told my ex-wife, I go, I don't know how the fuck your, your clients do it. My ex-wife's a public defender, and I go, they're in a goddamn jail cell. Yeah. I could walk around. I could yeah. go out on a patio. I had my goddamn Roku there. I'm watching HBO Max. <laughs> I could have Grubhub delivered. Dude, right? Yeah. I, got, like, your, got a clean bathroom. Clean bathroom, yeah. sh- hot shower that fucking cranks hot water. You're able to do anything except anything. Yeah. And I just, uh, I said to her, I go, holy shit, man. If there's anything that goes, yep, today's the last day I sell heroin because I would not do good <laughs> in jail. Uh, I don't know how, oh, God. I was like, me and Lori Laughlin, man. We are, <laughs> me and Felicity Huffman. We are, I go, fuck, I would, if you're in a little cell and you just have to sit there. Well, dude, okay, so here's what I was thinking about today because I know you're, you're busy today. Yeah. In China, you saw, did you see the rescue? No. Okay, in China, there were 11 miners who were rescued oh, after 14 days, oh. a thousand feet underground. Oh, no way. So, I, so, I know. I it, it, that's like That's like the height of the Empire State Building. That, yes. that far underground. No way. And these fucking guys, okay, number one, you don't know if you're ever getting out. It's right. not like, hey, you just got to do 14 days. Two is what the fuck are you eating? Right. Three is a bunch of the guys with you have died already. So you're just sitting there looking at old dead Willie over and, there. Well, you aren't looking at shit. It's so dark. Oh. It's pitch black, dude. No. It was so dark that when they pulled the guys out today, they had to put blindfolds on every one of them because it would have been such a shock to their eyes for oh. the sunlight. So they oh, pulled yeah. these guys. 14 days. Oh, yeah. You I weren't did. in that fucking no. hotel for 14 days. No. By myself. With HBO Max. I'd be <laughs> watching Night Stalker and I was dying. Jesus. Puss. <laughs> Complete Puss. Complete. Dude, complete. Oh, Dave, I'm telling you. I see all these stories now like anything. Right? I swear to God. The the 11 days that I was over there, it's that experience like the mall where it looks like all the dots and then the guy shows you like there's the sailboat and the penguin. All I've seen all day was shit that I was like, no way I could do it. No, nope, I couldn't. No. Nope. 14 days in the mine with a couple of dead. Fuck no, I was dying 10 days. Watching fucking Hulu. <laughs> Drinking Gatorade and shit. No oh my God. way. Yeah, people dropping no food off for you. Dude, nothing. Yeah. You, no way. Yeah, you're, you're rejecting food. Uh, this is weird. I'm not going <laughs> to eat this. Yeah. No, that's it. Oh, I'm 100%. You don't hear me making excuses. You go, no, I knew the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, fuck it. Lori Laughlin is crushing me right now because she was gone for months. <laughs> she but, missed all the Christmas movies, everything. Yeah, but like fuck. my uh, like my ex-wife was telling me, she goes, Jeff, they, these guys have spent half their life in jail. Like yeah. it's the life they live. She goes, if you spend half your life in that goddamn room, and then we turned you loose at the mall, you'd be like, put me back in my room. <laughs> Oh, you, you sit there and scrape on the wall. Jeff was here. Like, Dude, that's like, what my kid said to like me. Brooks. He, goes, he goes, did you carve your name in the desk? I go, no, you asshole. They know it's me. Hey, dumb you fuck. You go Shawshank on you? Yeah. They're like, hey, we put you up for 14 fucking days. You got to carve up the desk? <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. No, and you know, listen, here's what a fucking maniac I am. I'm such a maniac. 
that when I left, all the towels, they gave you like a big clear plastic bag, like a trash bag. Yeah. I had all my towels and everything in one bag. I had all the trash put in the other bag. And I only used, like they had two big beds in there. It was incredibly comfortable. All the sheets and everything I had in in one of the bags. Like I did half the maid's work just because I was like, I want to be helpful. But when I was there every day, Dave, this was the weird thing too, at least for me. Every morning I would get up and my my HR director had said to me, uh, she checked in. She goes, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. She goes, great. I don't care. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I don't want you to do anything. She goes, I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to rest, lay low, do your whole thing. And then she said, I'm going to check back on you Monday night. And if you want to come, you know, if you want to work, I brought my laptop. She said, if you want to work on Tuesday, we'll talk about it Monday night. But she said, I literally don't want you to do anything. Okay. I go, dude, who does that? Right. Like who does that? And, and I mean that in the most positive way. Like, and she's like, don't worry about your sick time, your vacation. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. Just, I just want you to fucking rest so that when I, I mean, she didn't cuss at me, but it's like, I just want you to rest and let's circle back on Monday. It's just, it, it puts you so at ease, you know, it puts your mind at ease. But on those days, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, when I woke up, David, I'd take a shower every day. You had to shave every day. I had to clean up. I took care of my laundry every day. And then I had to make my bed every day. Like, I didn't want to, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want laundry all over the place. Like, they had, they helped you and did your laundry once a week. And, uh, but I had to make the bed every day. Like, I just, I don't know. It's weird, right? You know, there's a lot of successful people that say that. First thing they do is they get up and they make the bed because yeah. it starts your day off with at least you accomplish something. I just hate the idea because I just felt like the mental part of it, I felt like if I'm just sitting here and the bed's all fucked up and there's dirty laundry all over. I mean, nobody's coming in that room. 100%. Nobody's coming in there. Yeah. All right. Here, here's a weird question. How many pillows did you have on, the, on this? Four. Floor? Okay. Every time, because I keep checking in these hotels every time I go to Arizona. Yeah. Same thing. One bed, except just me, and yeah. four fucking giant pillows. Yeah. And as soon as I lay down, like two of them fall on the floor. Always. And I go, fuck. Because yeah. then, because immediately those are off limits forever. You know, I'm a jerk. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know whose feet were over there. Fuck no. They've been jerking off over there. <laughs> And I'm like, damn it. So in my head, my whole argument for the next two weeks or next two days usually is don't touch those fucking pillows and don't put them back on the bed. (laughs) That's always my my big thing. Oh, shit. Did I fuck up these pillows? You know, it always freaks me out. No, the the other thing is too, and like the weather was so nice for the week, but, and like I said, I was up on the fifth floor and you look across the eight the whole deal from, from the old Hanalei. And, uh, but I would have my fucking patio door like wide open. And just because... You wanted the fresh air? Yeah. Because again, it was the mental game of like, I just want as much fucking fresh air circulating through here. I, I'm shocking, right? I think I got a C minus in science in eighth grade at Earl Warren. That's the extent of my science background. None. And, uh, um, but I just was like, I just, I constantly want fresh air going through here to the point that there were days in that room. It was fucking freezing. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but I just, I wanted that. So that was the thing. Like just, and Dave, I'll tell you, the coolest thing was starting Thursday night, knowing I was leaving on Saturday, when you're able to start packing shit up. And you go, okay, well, I'm still, it's still 48 hours away. Like if I go to Toronto and I'm gone for two weeks and I'm flying home on Wednesday, fuck, I start packing on Wednesday, right? I, you don't do shit. Yeah. But, um, but no, it was great, man. Just my sons were great. Their mom was great and, and everybody, but I appreciate everybody checking in, but I, it's very, I, I go, yeah, I feel great. Like, Good. Yeah, I, I, and I know everybody wanted to know how you, Josh, and Rita were yeah, doing. We, we were basically had it just like you. I mean, we really lucked out. You know, outside of, I think we had more, sounds like we had more body aches and headaches. Like we were doing the, yeah. you know, dropping the Tylenol and stuff. And because you always woke up with, everyone said the ribs hurt or you constantly had a headache. You had to stay That's, in front of it. And my friend's in uh, Texas that I mentioned. Yeah. Oh, my fucking body's killing me. I got a yeah. headache. Yeah, fuck, he got it. No, we're negative. That's crazy. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Every morning, it felt like somebody punched me in the ribs at least four times. Like, that's how it felt every morning. I, and then def- that'd go away after a couple hours. Now, I definitely had, there was, it was weird. This was probably more Wednesday and Thursday that it felt like, Dave, you would have a little bit of a pain in your lungs. And anybody who's ever had, I don't know if I would go as far as saying pneumonia, but if you've ever had the flu... And when you try to get that deep breath and you could feel it a little bit, it feels almost like there's cold air in your lungs. I had that for a couple of days. I had a cough for a couple of days that I was trying to shake. And so, yeah, I'm about 98.2% convinced that I actually did have it. Um, but I'm, I tell you, I'm, I'm being really careful and I hope all of you are too. It's not, no, it's just, a, it's just more scary than anything. Yeah. yeah, and again, it's uh, as I said, as fortunate as all of us were, we lucked out. Oh yes, as I said, we know too 100%. many people oh. who uh, horrible stories. So uh, yeah, absolutely, we lucked out. A couple things I wanted to ask. I want to. I'm gonna ask you to start off with baseball first. Yeah, okay? I'm gonna start off with uh, uh, something that came up with the Padres today. Is it looks like there's not going to be a DH after all in 2021. How about that? We thought there was going to be Fucking one. Fucking baseball. And uh, I know it's. Uh, it, it, like my son said, leave it to baseball to not give yeah, the fans what they want. I saw that. Um, but it looks like there's not going to be a DH and so for in the National League. And so for like a guy like Nelson Cruz, who's a sure. guy Jeff's been following for the last few years with the Twins and is outstanding, there are teams like the Dodgers who are looking for a big right-handed bat. Yeah. Maybe he was on the radar, whatever. But for the Padres, I think they honestly made moves these off this offseason thinking the DH is coming back. And fam could DH. Well, not only fam, but okay. So here all of a sudden you just signed Jerks and Profar to a three-year contract. Mm-hmm. And then you sign, I'm going to mess up his name, Ha-Sung Kim. Yeah. You sign him, and now you have two guys that basically expect to play every day. So it, it kind of throws things off, not only for the pods, but I think for a lot of teams in Major League Baseball thinking – we were building our lineup. Spring training's less than a month away. Yeah, going. Hey, what the fuck? I think. Uh, well, I think Dave for the pods. You look at it. You go. It's okay because. And I, I. I enjoyed today. It was fun driving up and having Ben and Steve on, and just old school, right? Being able to have the radio on for the first time in a couple of weeks. And I loved what they were talking about with the lineup, going through the different lineups. You know, it's funny. I heard. I heard the same thing. It's, it's the fun. only. Th- it's the only thing I heard. But when they talked about this and with those particular guys, I can't remember if it was Ben or Steve who made the point, but I agree with them wholeheartedly. 
is we saw it last year with this team. Guys go down, guys get injured, and it's not a 60-game season. It's 162. And all of those guys, I I think Ben said it, and I agree with Ben completely. None of those guys are going to be worried about sitting on the bench. Profar is going to get plenty of time in left, plenty of time in right, and Kim is going to play third and short and second, right? They're going to be moving guys around. I don't know. I don't know. Machado plays all the time. Tatis plays all the time. Yeah. I, I think. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. The Kim signing seems like a, a wasted signing right now. Yeah, not to. Well, let's just see what happens. Okay, because here here you go. All right. And I, it's funny. I have all three of their lineups that they said today in front of me. Oh, yeah. Okay, right now. By the way, have you or I checked in on Paul? Who I, also think, Paul had, had, I think Paul had a false positive. He's oh, he pretty did? sure he had a false positive. Because he just wants to be like us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he had a week, be- a week before us, but whatever. Stolen Valor? Yeah, I think that was it. I think he just needed time away from Woods. Well, I can appreciate that. My oh, apologies All right, Paul. So, so here's Megan the Megan okay? <laughs> so Our you, fan. You and I talk to Woods and Paul a lot, okay? Yeah. We don't want to talk to Ben, but nothing against Ben. We just He's not in the, the group of people that we talk to on a regular basis. So... Here we go. So I'm looking at this fucking thing, and I'm listening to Woods. And I know if you heard it, you had a laugh when he said he gave his lineup. Everybody criticized it. Well, I've won championships. I think I know what I'm doing. I've won championships. Yes, that made me laugh. Okay. So the, these fuckers, I uh, will give Woods credit for this. He's the only guy that has Cronenworth as a starter. The other guys all have Kim as a starter. Cronenworth was one rookie of the year. Yeah. How do you not have him as a starter? Well, I mean... Is he the super utility guy? I don't know. He could be. I mean, he's qualified Look, to be. The other thing is, don't forget that. Profar's the- your super utility guy. He can play literally play infield and outfield. Not a great infielder, but yeah. The other thing, and, and it'll be fun when we get closer to spring training. Don't forget, dude, when the when the Pots got Cronenworth from Tampa, the one thing they talked about was that he could pitch relief yes. too. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he's going to change from being your second baseman to being your sixth inning guy. But wouldn't that be goddamn? Can you imagine that kid's uh, reputation? Yeah, well, my, yeah, it's funny. Michael Lorenzen for the Reds was supposed to be that guy as well. The, yeah, uh, you know, a, an outfielder Otani. and and, yeah. and a, a closer type, an Otani type guy. But anyway, I, that that blew me away because I thought Cronenworth, and I had to look it up. Cronenworth's numbers were were very good, especially for a rookie. Surprised everybody. Yeah, but um, I was surprised Woods was the only one that had him as a starter. That's funny, the other guys. I mean, we haven't even seen Kim in spring training. No, not at all. Um, the I guys still, he was playing against, I think Woods made the point. He's batting against guys throwing 86 miles an hour. Yeah, I still would have had Cronenworth the starter, but I like the Kim signing a lot. I, I know you have extensive contacts in Korea, but I'm going to take my chances that maybe the pod's contacts are better than yours. Okay, you say what you want. I just did. Okay, I disagree. I go, well, I go, uh, Cronenworth. Well, I go, I go with the proven major leaguer, not a guy that's never played in the major leagues. Okay. All right. So that's why last year Profar would have been your second baseman. You go so far. You work. go so far left with your politics and your baseball. It makes me sick. <laughs> Here's the other guy. I don't fucking understand. All right. Fucking fam. Okay. What's he doing? Okay. Woods has fam batting second, and Paul has him batting third. I heard that. How? Did you guys watch the season last year? He sucked dick. He's fucking seventh or eighth. <laughs> it's like a right? lineup. He's the guy that we all argue. Dude, you're lucky you but, better get your shit together. Okay, but wait a minute. When you look at that lineup, I heard their lineups today. Yeah. But what did they, where did they have – where did they have uh, – I thought those guys all did it with the DH. They did. 
They uh they they did it with the DH. Hold on a second. Where's the god dang? No, they didn't. They did not do it with the DH. No DH. Sorry, it's one through eight. I'm looking at it right now. All right. I thought I heard that they had done it with the DH. No. So, but uh, anyways, I was enjoying the conversation when they were talking about that. I don't know, Dave, that I heard when the three guys gave theirs. Yeah. But just the point that Ben had made was that with a 162-game season, these guys are all going to get a chance to play a lot. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll all get a chance to play. They're all getting uh, decent money. Here's um, here, here's one thing I'll say. This isn't a me thing. This is a baseball thing, okay? All right. Is Major League Baseball with computers the way it is right now and, and whether you, you like it or don't like it? Because when you and I grew up, your best hitters batted three and four. Sure. Always put some speed in front of those guys. Your best hitters hit three and four. Get those little cocksuckers on the base. Exactly. <laughs> He's not like Quad Herzog. That's what no, you did. No, it was uh, Earl, Weaver. Earl Weaver. Terry Crowley. We thought Terry Crowley could sit on his ass for eight innings and enjoy the game like anybody else. What's your thoughts on Team Speed? Team Speed? You get these little cocksuckers on the bases. Dude. <laughs> I tell you what, Earl Weaver was ahead of his time. Oh, my God. Because everybody great. now plays for the three-run home run. He yeah. always played for the three-run home run. Always. The, and he knew the tomato plant for Alice Crowley. <laughs> That's right. The best Earl Weaver story is the one, and it was Terry Crowley who was talking about, he said fucking, um, he cussed all the time, and yeah. Terry Crowley told him, Earl, one day I'd like to see you walk with the Lord. And he turned around, he goes, Terry, one day I'd like to see you walk with the bases loaded. <laughs> and then fucking told management, get this guy the fuck out of here. I can't be managing a game cussing, having this guy tell him I'm going to hell. Yeah, fuck this guy. I'll let you get back to your thought, but there's nothing better than watching those interviews with Earl in the offseason. Hey, look, I know I get heated sometimes. And then they cut to this clip. You're motherfucker. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, anything I can. Yeah, there's language I use I don't like. <laughs> I'm emotional. All right. Okay. So so Sabermetrics is you bet your best player in the lineup now second. Okay. And you bet your second best player fourth. All right. That's what they say. If you watch the Yankee games, that's exactly what they try and do. Now, for the Padres, for instance, that would mean, you know, Tatis and Machado would go 2-4. Correct, two, four. at 2-4. Two, four. For me, I like the Padres. I do like Tatis in the leadoff spot. That's where Ben had him today. I do like having Tatis at the front. Grisham, fun, right? Grisham did not do great leading off this year. He actually did very well batting ninth. And then when he started with the hot bat, then they'd put him back in the leadoff spot. Then he went to mm -hmm. a slump, back to nine. But anyway... That's the way Major League Baseball with the computer will tell you. We'll tell you it's two and four. The old days of three and four is supposed to be gone. But, for instance, like Mookie Betts is one of your rare leadoff hitters. Yeah. The Dodgers were much better when Mookie Betts batted leadoff than when they started the season and he batted second. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the Dodgers didn't look – Mookie didn't look the same. Anyway, overall, the, that's, uh, that, that was it. The lineup thing is always fun. It never once – well, Jace Tingler call fucking Ben Woods or Paul and go, I'm stumped. <laughs> what the fuck should I do? It's never going to fucking happen, but the it's only, a fun game to play. The only thing, Dave, why I can see Fam, they had Fam hitting second with, with uh, Tatis leading off. Okay, Paul had Fam hitting third with Grisham leading off and Tatis batting second. Oh, interesting. Okay. Woods had Grisham leading off, Fam batting second, Tatis batting third, Machado fourth. So there's a very good chance right there you're starting the first inning with two outs when Tatis comes up. Wow. Yeah. The, okay. the problem is, while you like this offense, I could give you eight guys that I would like to see hit seventh or eighth. Yeah, me right? too. Me too. Hosmer, Nola, uh, probably Grisham. Crow did great batting towards the bottom of the lineup. Huh? 
Cronenworth did great batting towards yeah. the bottom of the lineup. And the thing is, if you look at his numbers, his batting average and his OPS, everything, I believe they're all higher than uh, than Grisham. See, I think what what and and I haven't talked to those guys, but it wouldn't shock me, Dave, that when they were putting the lineup together, instead of going one to nine, they probably went nine to one. And you start filling in from the bottom, right? And you're like, okay, so Lamette's at nine. Uh, fuck. Who's my eight guy? My eight guy, you're like, uh, I guess I'm going to put Nola at eight. Did anybody have Nola at eight? Yes. Woods had him at eight and hold on a second. And, um, and so did Paul. All right. Now I'm going to seven. And for me, seven's probably fam. Okay. Fam's who'd they have at seven? They had Kim Crow and Nola. Ben had Kim Batnath. Yeah, well, playing where? Second base, ahead of Cronenworth. Oh, interesting. Okay, so for me, uh, going backwards, so I probably have Nola. I probably have Fam, right? And hope that Fam gets back to being. I'm looking at Fam 2020. Yeah, Ben right? has Fam six. He has them the lowest out of those guys. See, and then for me at seven and is both Woods and Paul of them at, at Myers at six. See, that's what I see. To me, I almost put Myers at seven, Hosmer at six, right? Maybe Cronenworth at five, Machado at four. Tatis is going to be my two. So who the fuck am I sitting? <laughs> right? Who the fuck am I? I guess I'm sitting on Grisham. Shit, dude, I may have to move Myers up because I got to put Grisham down low. Yeah. That's what that's what I would do. But I guess maybe me, again I, they aren't asking me either. But yeah, that's what I would do. I guess Dave, maybe I am going to have to put Grisham. Did somebody have Grisham leading off? Yes, Woods and uh, Paul both had him leading off. Yeah, I think I I could see that. So I'm going to put Grisham one. Yeah, fuck, it's crazy, right? It's much more fun doing the pitching rotation. <laughs> that one's easy. The lineup to me is always always cool as but hell wait, to me. When you say it's easy, who do you have as your one? Do you have Snell or, to, or uh, Darvish? Um, I I go Snell. I, I would go Snell. All right, and then it's your two, assuming he's healthy. I go Darvish. Oh well, no, if Lamette's available, I go yeah. Lamette would be my one. Above Snell, I would do it because he was here last year. Oh I, fuck, I, I don't I, care. I, I would say I, I I think a lot of that sometimes goes a long way. I'd go uh, I'd go Lamette. Snell, Darvish, righty, lefty, righty. I like, uh, I'm a matchup guy, and I'm going to go Snell. Well, they're going to change their lineups no matter what, usually. No, but I'm saying, I'm talking one against one. Okay. I'm, I'm talking who's matching up against Kershaw, right? Who's who's in on that and going against, let's say, uh, whoever else, Bueller. I think I'm going, what, what's interesting is I probably go Snell- I'd probably go Snell, Darvish, Lamette. Snell, Darvish, Lamette. Okay, so you have two righties back-to-back. So you, it doesn't matter to you switching around. Well, I mean, you only got one lefty in the goddamn rotation anyway, unless Morion makes it. Yeah. And then I'm putting... But then you would have your lefties back-to-back, too. And then I'm putting uh, Musgrove oh, yeah. at, four, at and, four, and we'll see what happens at five. What do you think the five is going to be? You think it's going to be Morion, or you think it's going to be? I think be... it is Morion. Okay. You think he beats out Paddock and uh-huh. Weathers? Yeah. I think he does beat out Paddock. I, I just. Does Weathers have a chance? I don't think so. Not right now. I think David makes more sense to, to keep him in the minors, right? I don't know. I, I don't know if now's the time. I'm not sure. 
I listen. I, I I will be the happiest guy in San Diego if Paddock bounces back. Boy, I just I look at how many people just consider that's a slam dunk that he's going to bounce back and be the guy you saw in 2019. And I hope you're all right. I just don't know what you're basing it on. All right, here we go. I'm, I got my lineup as you were talking. Okay? All right, you tell me what you think. You can trash it if you want. No, okay. I got leading off. I have Tatis. Okay. Second, I have Machado. I'm, I, I'm, we're going to punch you right in the mouth, as Roddy Harrison shit. would say. Good luck. We're going to. What I mean is, we're, you have to face those two guys the most because they're batting one two. No matter what in the game, you're going to face those two guys more than anyone else in our lineup. Wow. Okay. okay. I'm going to go with the lefty. I'm going to go with Hosmer. Then I'm at come, third. At the third, because I don't want I don't want three righties in a row. No, I got you. Okay. Okay. Because you know the rule as far as you got to stay sure. with the guy. So Tatis, Machado, Hosmer. Four, okay. four. I'm going to go Myers. So I'm going back to righty. I'm going to go back to lefty with Crow. I don't, I don't think Myers likes being in that force. He spot. can fuck himself. You um, can fuck yourself. He's sitting over there in the corner. Yeah, sad. Guys had two good months, and all of a sudden, everybody in town sucking his dick. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's fucking Gene Mock filling out the lineup card. <laughs> okay, I got Cronenworth, the lefty, batting five. I got the righty, Fam, batting six. I, I got, sorry, fuck, I fucked this up already. I got, oh, I got, sorry. I got Fam batting six. I have Nola batting seventh, and I have Grisham batting eighth. Why don't you, uh, why don't you flip Myers and Fam, and then you're, then I think you're, uh, then I think you're doing That'd be good. fine either way. Either, yeah. Either way, it's, they're both righties, but it yeah. kind of, kind of mixes it up just for that. That move, if you have to bring if the rule stays the same, where a pitcher comes in and asks us to face three batters, that it figured, let's say, if you went a righty or a lefty, whatever the case was, at least one of the guys would have the matchup you want. Can you believe? I I got a couple of guys. Yeah. Can you believe the fucking money that Brad Hand got from the uh, Nationals? I was going to bring this up. Okay, so Brad ten Hand, and a half million. Do you still think he's got it? Okay, so that's funny you say that. I did a lot of reading on Brad Hand because people were slamming me for something I said on January third about the Dodgers having interest in Hand. Yeah, I got things fucking changed. So here you go. Brad Hand, the story is from everything I read. I read 10 different articles on Brad Hand today. Number mm-hmm. one, I didn't know Brad Hand was a Minnesota guy. Did you know that? No. He wanted to play uh, on the East Coast. Okay, He wanted to play basically in, in an area like Washington, D.C., where he signed. He also wanted to be guaranteed he was the closer. The Dodgers, mm. the Dodgers weren't going to go that route. The ten sure. and a half million shocked uh, a lot of teams because a yeah. lot of teams had interest in him. They said he's completely lost the fastball. Wow. They said the the slider, whatever he has, is, is his second pitch is going to be good enough to get guys out. The Nationals have had okay. major problems with the closing situation for years and that they were desperate to overpay for a guy like Brad Hand because they needed him. But they said Brad Hand wanted to be on the East Coast and he wanted to be guaranteed he was going to be the closer. Did Doolittle fall off that much? Well, Doolittle and um, – God damn, I'm drawing a blank. The guy that closed out the World Series. Um, yeah. Uh, starts with an H. Doesn't his last name? I'm drawing a complete blank. Fuck. Um. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Doolittle. Doolittle still still there. Am I right? Am I wrong on that I one? I thought. Okay. Sean Doolittle. Yeah. All right. That, that's funny as fuck. It's a horrible name for sports, by the way. Yeah. You know, or a guy like would you hire a guy named Doolittle? Fuck. Just no. in your fucking place. I think I got three guys <laughs> named Doolittle on that team, <laughs> and I got another guy. <laughs> who should have been named Doolittle, that transferred to North Carolina. And I know a bunch of those guys are Patreon guys, and you know I'm talking about you. <laughs> They'll be like, you son of a bitch. You backstabbing you son, son of a son bitch. Of a bitch. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Nick Doolittle, you asshole, even though you're gone. 
I'm talking to you because James is laughing at you right now. <laughs> oh, fuck, I love those guys. <laughs> yeah, so Daniel Hudson was the guy I was thinking of, the guy that closed out the World Series. I believe that oh, was him. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, that's um, that That was it with Brad Hand. That uh, Brad Hand ends up at the Nationals. I don't know if anybody hates Brad Hand. I mean, when no. he was here, he was fine, and he, he stepped in. Was Brad Hand the one that stepped in for Houston Street? Um, I feel like there was a guy between... I feel like there was a guy, but no, there had to be a couple of guys between street and hand, right? As I said, I just got it wrong, if that's yeah. the case. I don't know. They're, the Padres have never seemed uh, to struggle for a closer. They True. It always seems it has worked out year but, after but year. You know what would freak this town out is if, we're, if you brought Trevor Rosendahl back? Yeah, and he's sitting around still. He's still but sitting there. When fucking Garrett Richards, Garrett Richards gets yeah. $10 million. Yeah. How much goddamn is is Trevor Rosenthal yeah. going to get? That's crazy to me. Garrett that's Richards, not that's old school Padre yeah. money that they used to spend. Dave, ten and a half for hand, ten for Garrett Richards, and you would lose your shit. So if if that's what the market is, if Brad Hand's getting ten and a half, what the fuck's Rosenthal going to get? Richards is the kind of guy that seems like a Boston Red Sox guy, right? I mean, you aren't even surprised. But haven't you looked at some of the Red Sox moves this year and go, what the fuck? For the last, they? how about the last two years? Ever sure. since they traded Mookie, you go, what the fuck? Yeah. You guys even trying anymore? Well, and and that's it. I was talking to a buddy of mine who works with the Nationals, and I said, hey, listen. If you guys are able to use 2015 stats, you're really going to be good. I mean, you got Schwarber, you got fucking John Lester, <laughs> you got Hand, you got Josh Bell. Like, you're, you're, God damn, this is exciting. I didn't know baseball was doing that. And uh, he said, yeah, you know, say what you want, but you got all four of those guys for needs. And he goes, it's like $30 million for four guys. And he goes, I don't know what Lester has left. But I'd gamble on him for that. And he said, Bell in hand and Schwarber? I go, yeah, fuck. Right? Yeah. Well, Schwarber got $10 million, I think, also. No, but I, the yeah. the stat that Bob Nightingale had or, or Joel Sherman had was that you got all four of those guys and it puts $31 million on your books. And I think you're getting Ryan Zimmerman back for $1 million. $1 million. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I like what our team's doing. Like For me, yeah. I like what this team's doing. I don't know. If they feel like they're going to go in with Pagan as the closer and maybe Pomeranz, right? I yeah. don't know. But, um, but goddamn, if they, I just feel like I don't know what the market is on Trevor Rosenthal, but holy shit, if they, if they could bring that guy in, that would just be, that's one of the most insane off seasons this team's ever had. You know, a year ago, you and I were sitting here, and I was saying, I hope that either the Padres or the Dodgers pull off the deal for Mookie Betts, just yeah. because I was a huge fan of him as a person and as a player. The guy that I hope, really, the Padres and Dodgers would, wouldn't would even talk to is Trevor Bauer. Yeah. This stuff with Trevor Bauer that's coming out is brutal on yeah. social media and targeting women and getting his followers to target these women. Yeah. And the stuff that is saying, it's uh, it's embarrassing. I don't think he's coming here, right? They're no, not. I don't think he's coming here. I mean, there's still talk. It's a Blue Jays, Angels, Mets, and Dodgers are monitoring. But a lot of uh, Dodger fans have written basically to Andrew Friedman yeah. and said, no, dude, we don't want this guy. And then everything you're hearing about Trevor Bauer, he's he's just not a mature human being. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm a big team chemistry guy. I, I just, I like the, from what you see, right? Yeah. We're not in the We're not in the clubhouse anymore. We don't know. But I just uh, – I remember teams that, that we've covered that we've seen on the field, off the field, where, where they got along really well. And you just – yeah, you want that guy calling out Machado? 
You want him yelling yeah. at Machado no or yelling at sensitive Will Myers <laughs> or Hosmer? I don't know, man. For me, I like for me the pods are just such a fun part of my life that I I like I, I the funniest thing which my buddies have teased me about for two and a half weeks is I took such pleasure in fucking with you about you Darvish every chance yeah. I could. And they're like, how are you handling the fact that you Darvish is on your team? I go, I love it. Love it. Ready to get a jersey. Yeah. I'm all in. That's my guy. Um, who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> but uh, Blake Snell and Clevenger and all these guys, like, it, it's just, we joked around. My sons and I had built this MLB The Show team. Fucking Clevenger and Snell were on the team. We built them because they were like, their ratings were like 93. And in the game last year, they each made like 5 million. And so as we were just trading everybody on our team, you know, trading Paddock straight up for Clevenger and trading uh, uh, Austin Hedges straight up for Snell and just, yay. <laughs> um, Like you, you never in a million years think all those guys no. are going to be on your team. And uh, we didn't think Machado was going to be on this team. And now it's, it's so fun, Dave, that yeah, I don't I don't I don't want him like Bauer just doesn't seem like a guy that fits what they're trying to do here. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you and I hope that's that's now not, he'll go next year and win twenty seven games for the Cardinals and not win the Cy Young. Yeah. And save uh save an old lady from drowning <laughs> in the Mississippi River and we'll feel like real assholes. But if he doesn't come here for tonight, I'm I'm down with it. Here's uh, an interesting story that has been probably the biggest story in baseball this week is Hank Aaron passing away. Oh, man, right? And, you know, what's funny is there are a couple guys in sports who go, do they get their, their just due? Meaning yeah. that as good as Hank Aaron is, when you ask people to give you the, your best nine, people usually don't put Hank Aaron in there. Right. You know, they usually give you a different outfield or they don't put him yeah, at first Mantle's base. Yeah, Mantle's in there, right? right? Mays and... Tris Speaker, some <laughs> asshole trying to think he's all edgy. <laughs> But I tell you what, Hank Aaron came to San Diego a few times. Oh, yeah. Okay, we, we saw him walking around yep. in the press box. And I remember I got in the elevator with Hank once, and I froze. Because oh, I, yeah. I used to always try and – if somebody was like a big-time star of my childhood, I used to yeah. always try and say at least one thing to him so I could say to myself, I talked to that guy. Yeah, one time. And I froze with, with Hank. Because he was he was just a, a class guy. Didn't, number one, didn't need to be bothered by me. But in that time, I had nothing to say. And um, I just kept looking. I'm going, that's fucking Hank Aaron. Yeah. And you and I are both young enough where we never saw him play and remember him playing. We've seen all the highlights and shit, but we never yeah. turned on a game of the week and Hank Aaron's playing. It happened to me twice. Two different Were times I can remember. No. Two different times as a kid, I remember being incredibly young. And that game, the Al Downing game, was on NBC Game of the Week. And I went out front with my buddies, fucked around, throwing the Nerf ball around and missed the home run. And you would have thought I learned my lesson. And then about, I don't know, five years later, we had just gotten HBO and Jerry Cooney was going to fight Ken Norton. Same thing. We went out front fucking around. I missed him knock out Ken Norton. Jesus. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I remember the day. And then I remember being out front fucking around with dopey kids in Richfield, Minnesota and missed the whole thing. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah, it was it was uh, it's sad. Some of the stories of Hank Aaron are uh, really cool, and if you look at the numbers, they're insane. He's really underrated for 
the game of baseball. Just like Kareem, yeah. no one ever talks about Kareem being the greatest of all time. But if you look at Kareem with his six MVPs and his what I think six NBA championships and everything that that Kareem did, you always hear Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain. You don't hear Kareem, no. you know. But he has like kind of like all the records, kind of like like Hank Aaron goes. But it was it was sad to see him pass. And one thing is, I've never been to Cooperstown, but I saw Brian Kenny was there today. Mm. And he was giving a, a tour of Cooperstown. And only two players in baseball have their own section. Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron. Yeah. Are the only ones that have their own their Been own there. section there. Yeah. And anyway, I, th- I thought it was really cool. Sad to see uh, him pass. It was kind of amazing to hear him growing up in the South with so much racism and, and talking about his father that they said he was never bitter towards anybody. They said he never heard him say one bad thing about any of his teammates. Uh, the, the story that I saw, there's so many great, things that that hit social media over the weekend yeah same thing dave saw him but never had the chance to, to say anything because he just didn't want to bother anybody i was excited just to see him but i love the story of all the ones that i read about him over the weekend there's a gentleman that had been an announcer for the durham bulls and said whatever it's been within the last 20 years uh hank aaron showed up at the ticket window and he was trying to buy an eight dollar ticket and he was saying, hey, I'll, I'll take one of those senior tickets for $8. And they said, you know, the, the people at the window freaked out. They knew it. They're like, you're not paying for anything. <laughs> and he's like, no, I, I just, I'd like that senior ticket for $8. And they're like, get out of here. And they said they brought him in and he was great. And the guy asked him, hey, will you come on the air? Sure. And he went on the air and spent 15 or 20 minutes with this kid that was the announcer of the Durham Bulls. He'd never met him. And this guy had a picture of him in the booth with him. But they they were just cracking up, saying he just walked up and was trying to get the senior discount. Wanted to buy an $8 ticket. They're like, you're not paying for anything. Get in here. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just saw so many stories over the weekend, right? So many stories. Henry Aaron and then... A day for us in broadcasting with Larry King passing yeah. away. And and for me, my favorite thing that we ever did, I always loved doing nighttime radio. Nighttime on KFMB, 50,000 watt. And when we were on until 10 o'clock, man, whatever came across the air from 8.30 to 10 o'clock, would people, phones were lit up. We had everybody from San Diego, and that signal went all the way north to San Francisco. That's not Saw's bullshit. That that was true with KFMB. And when we would just open up phones and anybody would call in, and especially if we were doing something off of uh, sports, and you could get all these maniacs. Man, I loved it. That was just midday radio, fine. Yeah. Morning drive, so fucking boring. It's just so boring to me because it's all about trying to get traffic and news and hearing everybody, you know, tell everybody about their low T count. How great. A nice thing, right? You got Flacido fucking Domingo. Sorry, dude. But with the nights, it was just us and the audience. And when I was a kid and, you know, the mutual broadcasting system and Larry King and Larry would do open phones, America. Yeah. And it's very similar. You and I are huge fans of Mr. KFI. Yeah. And But Larry did it better than anybody. And so when I got to KSDO and ran the board, occasionally I'd have to do the overnight shift. And we would have, I think Larry ran from 9 to midnight. 
so my shift would be 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. And I was always convinced I was going to fall asleep like at 930. But we would have Larry from from nine until midnight and then Art Bell from midnight to 5 a.m. And these fucking guys, dude, like I know everybody's talking about Larry on CNN. He was so goddamn good on the radio. And then you'd come in and Jim Bohannon would be filling in. Fuck! <laughs> fucking Jim Bohannon? And this fucking George Norrie who does the art. Dude, it's just not the same. Because Art would put anybody on. I, hey, Art, I just wrote a book, and I'm telling you, aliens are the life form, and they're on the Circle K. Well, let's go. You're going to come on fast and buckle up. But but Larry, just as a radio guy, yeah. he was the greatest. He was just the fucking greatest. And uh, that one really bothered me, man, that he passed away. Just yeah. that... He was smoking. He was. I think he fucked Marilyn Chambers in his studio one night. Really? Yeah. Like he, he tells was a coxman. He was with a lot dude, of women. He was. Yeah. He might have fucked Angie Dickinson. Like Larry. <laughs> Larry got after. Him. But he. I know for a fact that he said that he fucked Marilyn Chambers. She wanted to fuck him in his studio, and he did it. That little scrawny little Jesus, shit. Jesus, look at that. Yeah. But dude, if if people remember, I know Stevie Verismo, I know Pete and Point Loma, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> that old no, what I was saying is that old school Larry King Open Phones America was just the coolest radio yeah. show. And I do I know Dave, we laugh about his CNN interviews because like he asked Seinfeld, were it's you canceled? Best. What? It's the best. And, it's, it's, uh, it's worth YouTubing if we Jeff yes. just said. And all that, but but he just had he was so great. And his his books fuck, I had all his early books about radio and, and in Florida and then losing money to the IRS and being just a complete fucking dipshit, right? And then finding a way, him and Ted Turner found their yeah. way. But but from a radio standpoint, goddamn, he was great. Yeah, no, no, it, it is sad. It's one of those things, again, I told him my dad used to watch him every night when he was yeah. on CNN. And it was just one of those things in our house that after dinner, my dad was going to watch Larry King. Yeah, 8 o'clock, right? Yeah, 8 o'clock, yeah, because 6 o'clock yeah. out here. Yeah, it was, uh, again, it's uh, pretty sad. Um, but yeah, was he 86 years old? Is that correct? Am I wrong on that? Maybe 87. Okay. I mean, not splitting hairs with you, but yeah. he's right there. But for me, the the cool thing is if you know uh, Sunset Boulevard, yep. down at the end by Amoeba Music, uh, which is out of there now, but that big CNN building, right? The CNN building at the end of Sunset, at the east end of Sunset Boulevard. And they would always say, oh, man, be out there tonight at 530 Pam Anderson showing up, right? Or or whoever, Bill yeah. Clinton showing up or this person showing up or or anybody, Marlon Brando's going to be out there. And you would just see all the, or Larry showing up. And so, you know, Beverly Boulevard? Yes. Okay. There's right on Beverly Boulevard, um, I got to think of what, how the, the directions work. Just south of Wilshire, there's an old school newsstand that has been there for 30 years. So when my kids and I go up, I still go by and grab something, right? Just yeah. because I used to go by Bill Mazeroski baseball. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. And the same fucking guy has owned this thing for 30 years. And so my kids and I are up there a month ago or whatever. And son of a bitch, I, the owner never shows up and he was there. 
and I said to the guy, I go, you own this? He goes, yeah. I go, dude, you'll never remember me, but I go, I met you about 20 years ago out here, and I go, we had the best conversation talking about everything. And I said, I've never forgotten one of the things you told me. I go, am I right? Did Larry King, he goes, God damn, he goes, you got a hell of a memory, man. He goes, Larry King every day came by and would get New York Post, LA Times, whatever, Variety. What the fuck else is Larry reading, right? We, We Magazine, barely legal. I don't know what he was getting. Jesus Christ. Yeah, probably. Can you imagine? <laughs> I just told him he's the best ever. And now I said he's buying jerk off for it. The girls that are barely. <laughs> Dude, well, I'm. It's I'm, amazing I'm, nobody lets me give uh, eulogies. <laughs> I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised. He was 26 years older than his wife. I want to. I rarely apologize for anything I say. I want to apologize. I don't believe. I. I think he probably did buy we back in the day. Sure, he did. But I. I would. I would be shocked if he bought any barely legal. <laughs> but he told me he goes. He'd come here. He'd get his things, and if you keep going down Beverly, Dave, like a couple of blocks. There's this place, the Brooklyn Bagel Company. Yeah. And he goes, dude, he had money in that place. And really? he goes, it was so funny because he goes, he'd hit Brooklyn Bagels. And he goes, then you go the other direction and it's Nate Nows. Yeah. And he goes, every fucking morning every he was day. in Nate Nows holding court with anybody. Yeah. And he said, the funny thing is, if you just walked in and said, hey, Larry, how you doing? He, he would genuinely want to know what you were about. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, don't bother him when he's eating. That's pretty common for anybody, right? But they said that he he would talk to everybody. Hey, what do you what's going on? And just genuine and and nice. So I always just thought that was cool that he would just cruise around and talk to everybody. Just very likable guy. Yeah, I, when I ran into him, actually, right here was in Chula Vista. We I coached against yeah. his team in a baseball game. I thought that was up in L.A. That and was so actually was, down here. Yeah, it was down here. It was down in Chula Vista by uh, Hilltop High School. And I asked him, could I get a picture? And I mean, yeah. he took a picture with our entire team. And he was he was great, and he was very nice. And uh, the kids had no idea, but the parents all knew who he was. And he, he was extremely nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was not a, a bad experience again. Uh, for what you and I do, and where we really yeah. do enjoy interviewing and get to know people, one of the greatest things that you could say about someone like him is they said not only was he a great interviewer, he was a great listener, which aren't the same thing. Yeah. And so, and you'll see a lot of people who do it bad will ask questions and not listen to the answers at all and just breeze right by things like, wait a second, there's no follow up on yeah. what that guy just fucking said. And so uh, he, he was very talented, will we'll be missed. You're right. He would have been 88, by the way, in November this year. The thing that I like, Dave, is that sometimes when guys get older, they get angrier. And it sounds like the older he got, just the cooler he got. Yeah. Like he he was um it was funny that he wasn't a fan of Piers Morgan, who took over that yeah. show, right? Me neither. No, me either, right. He he's kind of a dope. But uh it was kind of a weird replacement, right? But um but Larry 
like everything you heard was people like he's another guy in the last 20 years you didn't hear anybody say anything bad no. about the way he would treat him no no not at all and this guy like i said it, it just was you know he'd been fighting covid he'd been getting yeah. older he obviously had health issues in the past but it was just funny when i ran into that guy and i was like did you did you tell me that he goes dude yeah it's really funny he goes yeah man amazing guy Really cool guy, yeah. I'll, uh, we'll we'll miss him for sure. That is that is something else. There's there's so much to to talk about. Obviously, this week we'll be back again doing another show on Wednesday, so we're going to get to the football stuff and all that that people might want to know what we thought yesterday. But we we have a lot of things uh, going on. The stuff we're excited about. One of the things Jeff, you and I are really excited about, and you're going to notice the difference is we kind of brought it up a little bit last week. There's going to be a change to the yeah. DavidJeffShow.com. And Kyle Pfluger has done a fantastic job with our sites. Again, he's the guy that can help you out as well with your sites. We'll tell you exactly when to check it out to see how things look a little bit different, but we're excited to see what everything Kyle has done. So if you have a website right now that's not working, one that needs a boost, or if you're looking to start a brand new business to drum up business, call Kyle Pfluger, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. We fuck around so much when we talk about the guys who are the backbone of this show, but i I sincerely mean what I'm going to say for the last, I, I'm trying to think of when we did the upgrade to the page. It's got to be 18 months ago, if maybe not a little longer. And, and it was weird. I, I met a guy who worked for Google and he goes, Hey man, here's just a couple ideas for your site. And I brought them to Kyle and, and Kyle upgraded and, and changed some things. And every time Dave, we, we jump on that site. I was so, Excited. I was so proud of that site that it represented our show because I felt like anybody who went to look at it or if Heather, our agent, sent anybody there, I just I was like, it's so clean. It's it's what you want it to look like. And uh, it's what we've been saying for the last couple of weeks and months during this covid time. And I would always direct you to our site. And to the best of my knowledge, I mean, you and I were laid out, but unsolicited. Uh, we got an email from Kylie. He said, hey, uh, I got some ideas for upgrading the site. Am I good to go? We're like, fuck yeah, turn it loose. And I yesterday, I was out with, uh, with my sons. And again, we hadn't been together in 12 days. And Dave and I get a text message from Kyle. It says, here's a link to the new site. And I, Dave, I won't speak for you. You're like, you're like a kid, man. It's like you're so excited, and you go, and whatever expectations I had, he blew them away. I'm so – there's a couple of things that we're going to clean up, and we're going to launch this thing. And I would just say for anybody that is a business owner, and Dave and I are a business owner, it's exactly what you want. And I would have told you 10 days ago, our site's perfect. I love it. And now when I look at it, he just took it, and he – he made it even better and I couldn't be more thrilled. And I know Dave, you feel the same yes. way. I couldn't be more thankful to him. It's, it's so representative of who we want it to be. He gets it so well, and he's going to do the same for you. Give us about a few days to, to clean up a couple of small little things. We'll turn it loose. You'll see for yourself and then let Kyle do the same for you. I know it's a little bit cold right oh. now, but look, there's nothing like swimming when hail is coming down in that. Yes. Pool. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, 
You live in San Diego. Look, this is one of those rare weeks where it's a little bit cold, a little bit windy, a little bit rainy. Look, TaylorMade Pools is going to come through for you. They've been in business more than 20 years. If you're interested in building a brand new pool and your family has talked to you about it a lot over the last year because they've been extremely bored because there's nothing to do, Alan Taylor is standing by. TaylorMade Pools, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. This message is directly for one guy and one guy only. Yesterday at about 4.30 in the afternoon, my kids and I leave uh, Coronado. We were on Orange Avenue, and we start heading south because we like driving the Strand. And so we're driving the Strand, and then we get down uh, to the Keys where they have Silver Strand Beach. And I go, hey, sunset's looking cool. We like we like pulling in there. I go, man, we just we haven't been to the beach in a couple of weeks. Let's go. So we go, and David's just like it is tonight or this afternoon, right? The wind is going like crazy, and it's cold, man. That wind coming off the water is cold. And I already said, I I already had been convinced that you go, dude, you're just a big bitch for 11 days. And I said to my sons, I go, how about this fucking guy? All of a sudden, <laughs> this car pulls up, and it's a guy, I don't know, 50s, early 60s. He looked like he could be maybe a, a brother of John Crusher Monty. <laughs> and this guy, Dave, gets out of his car there at Silver Strand Beach at 4.30 with the cold and the wind and everything else. And he's got a little white towel that it looks like he picked up right at 24-hour fitness over his shoulder. And he's got a pair of, like, floral, I mean, they're borderline dolphin shorts. And this dude's barefoot. And he gets out, and this son of a bitch walks right down to the water. He drops that fucking towel, and he just dives in. I go, that son (laughs) of a gun. I said to my son, I go, look at this fucking maniac. My son goes, he didn't even, like, put his foot in the water. He just jumped in. I go, if that son of a bitch runs for office, I'm voting for him. That's the guy who needs a tailor-made pool. He does. He absolutely does. That guy tell Alan, what is what a heater? You got to put a heater in this pool? Just goddamn build the pool, Alan, and fill it up, Okay. So I could throw my white towel. He looked like Mike from My Bodyguard. He threw this towel down. I just go, shit. I told my sons, go wash his car. (laughs) Go wash his car. But I said, this guy needs a tailor-made pool. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. This guy never broke stride. He just parked. And Dave, he had to be in his 60s. Yeah. I go, this guy has to be a retired SEAL. Right down there. Probably right down there no fucks given no he just walked down it's raining it's windy the whole thing no no wetsuit nothing he just dropped that towel on the beach if the fucking wave came in his towel was soaking wet he, fuck it, too. Fuck. he came no fucks dry off with the floor mat i was like god damn you go evil knievel would buy that guy a beer this guy what a champion holy shit yeah. He would. I just go, God, my sons and I were like, this guy is unbelievable. What a champion. If we were there, he just sat in that cold fucking water for like a half hour. He just went home, Dave. What do you think he did? Probably had grape nuts. Had a can of sardines. Fuck. 
fuck yeah, he did. Can of sardines on his grape nuts. <laughs> and then just probably watch. What do you think? You What do you think? Torah, Torah, Torah? Fuck, listen to some Jan and Dean. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. So many people right now are looking to buy that perfect house. Brian Curry is the guy to help you find the perfect house in the perfect neighborhood. Again, if you're looking to sell your home, Brian Curry is great at that as well. Look, don't forget, so many people you know are going to be real estate agents. How many people have the resume that Brian Curry has? He's the best in the business. Make sure you give him a call, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. So many great areas to live. And while we're excited uh, that vaccines are coming and that we're starting to slowly count down to when life is going to be right, a lot of us probably have established new habits that we're going to keep using, and it's quarantining or sheltering in place or they're just kind of laying low. So you need to make sure that your next home is in the neighborhood where you go, yeah, if I got to hang out here just for a long week or goddamn, Dave, on a night like tonight, right, where the winds are 60 miles an hour, you go, yeah, if I'm going to be here more than I'm used to, I want to make sure that, A, my neighbors are right, my house is right, and it's something that, that I can be proud of. And uh, I can be thankful that Brian Curry helped me do it. It's a huge decision. But my God, when you get it right, it's the most exciting decision you'll make. Give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. And to all these guys, Dave, I know you feel the same way. Uh, all of those guys checking in on us yes. almost every day last week. And uh, I appreciate all those guys very, very much. You will, too when you give them a call and uh, do business with any of them. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about Dan Williams. Yesterday, a friend of mine, he, he called me up. He's going through a divorce, trying to figure out what he's going to do with the money and how to basically make his finances work because his whole life's been turned upside down. He said, give me Dan's number because I'm going to call him. I've heard you guys mentioned it on there numerous times. I said, absolutely. It's going to be the best phone call you make. It's going to be fast. It's going to be right to the point. He's not going to just keep you on the phone. He's going to help you out right away. Again, Dan Williams' number. You want to get out of debt, you want to get out of the rental market, buy a home, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Boy, I tell you about Dan's book all the time, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, and I read it and I loved it, and you know how much I loved it? Tonight, I'll tell you two stories about what happened to me today, but the first thing that happened at about 12 noon today is I made one payment. $300, and with that payment for 300 today, I was officially debt-free. Paid oh, off everything. Good deal. My credit card's paid off. My cars are paid off. Everything's paid off, and it's and you still have money in the bank, and you get paid on Friday, and you go, holy shit. I said to my kids today, it is the first time that I can think of in probably 20 years where I get paid on Friday, and I don't have to go, well, I need to make a car payment. I don't need to make an insurance payment, a registration payment, credit card bill, anything. Everything is paid off today, and I am just so incredibly thankful to Dan because I had established pretty good payment history, but just taking some of the things that he talks about set me up great. My son goes, so what now? And I go, what now is uh, start looking to buy a new car? And then because I drive about 9,000 fucking miles a week <laughs> and then uh, and then buy a house. Yeah. And that's the great thing. Established the credit score that I need, paid off the things that I had to pay off. Right. And yep. uh, and now I'm I'm debt free and I'm ready to roll into 2021. And I, I don't know the last time I had it, 
But I thank Dan, and you can do the same thing. So if your goal in 2021 is to establish a little bit of financial freedom, boy, do what Dave did, do what I did, 858-688-6813. I also want to give a shout-out today, Dave. I just want to thank the IRS. <laughs> I want to thank the fucking IRS for goddamn ruining my day. I get this letter, and I think a lot of you may get it. It's kind of cool. You get an email from the post office every day, and they tell you what's showing up in your mail. And they'll give you, shit, they'll send you pictures of the letters that are arriving. They'll let you know if any packages are arriving. It's a pretty cool service, and the post office provides it for free. Uh, I worked out of our Carlsbad office today, and all of a sudden the email comes, and I check in, and here's a letter from the IRS. And I freak out. And so I call my ex because we uh, we file jointly still because nothing's done. And I go, we paid our taxes, right? She's like, yeah, you fucking nut. We paid our taxes every year. And I go, okay. I go, I just got this letter from the IRS. Fuck. She's like, well, what is it? I go, I don't know. I'm in Carlsbad. I can't open it till 7. She goes, I don't even know what it is. I go, well, they don't just send you like, hey, how was how was your week at the Honolulu? <laughs> What'd you think of Cobra Kai? I go, I'm fucked. And I, so then I called you, and I go, hey, I got a letter from the IRS. Did anybody else get one? No. I thought in my head, oh, I'm gonna fucking take you down too, Palais. If there's anything going on, I'm blaming you. So I get home, letters there in the box. And I'm like, oh. So I opened this up, and these fucking goofs at the IRS last year had sent me a letter. Same type thing. They said, uh, whatever year, your taxes, you paid too much. So here's uh, $200. So they scared the fuck out of me there before to tell me they owed me 200 This goddamn letter today, hey, uh, we just wanted to remind you. Remember when we sent you that 200 Well, it included uh, $26 in an interest payment. So as you're getting ready to do your taxes this year, you do want to claim that $26 is income. What? What the fuck did you just say? So I had to call my ex. Yeah. She goes, hey, what that goddamn IRS letter say? I go, hey, listen to this shit. She goes, I told you. What the fuck are you freaking out about? Like, I told you. Because they aren't sending you letters every week. It's rare to get a letter from the Dude, IRS. Dude, you get a letter from the IRS, and then way down at the bottom in, in like, Font number six, this is not a tax bill. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> God damn Don't be it. afraid to put that in the first sentence. Put it on the fucking envelope. God, all day. I was like, well, that's great. Telling that friend of mine in Toronto, uh, that's great. I'm going, uh, this is absolute. That's why I told her. I go, I'm going to fucking juvie. She's like, you're about 60 years too late for juvie, <laughs> boomer. I go, well, I appreciate your concern. I said, here's the other thing that I'd like to tell you as a practicing yeah. doctor. I'd like a little bit more sympathy as I recover from a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of COVID-19. Maybe you've heard of it. It's on my fucking resume. I know it hasn't traveled up there, and I know it's hockey season, but maybe it could be a little bit more considerate. Oh, my gosh. All right, before we get to uh, how old are they and how much are they worth, if mm -hmm. you, you've noticed, I think I told you last week, I went through my Facebook, and I started just dumping people off with the political stuff because it's yeah. so stressful, and Done. you're like, dude, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. There are so <sighs> many more important issues out there. Yeah. 
Whereas it hasn't even been a week that Biden's been in office. Yeah. But you know, you always like to say, I'm an American, he's my president, I support yeah. him, that'll deal. And that's that's not the case with the people that obviously didn't vote for him. People are losing their minds today, Jeff. And I know you're you're busy today, but the story that came out that Andrew Jackson is off the twenty dollar bill and Harriet Tubman's on the twenty dollar bill. Oh yeah. Okay. And so I didn't realize I, I read up on this because I didn't know how, but yeah. in twenty sixteen this was approved. Yeah. In twenty eighteen, Steve Mnuchin blocked it. Okay. Okay. And so now they're going forward with Harriet Tubman on the, on the $20 bill. Andrew cool. Jackson, who's from Tennessee, was a slave yeah. owner and everything else. And there's no one of color on a, on a bill. Yeah. Like you it. know, I do too. Okay. But I was, I was thinking, because there's so many people that are just fucking nuts on, on Facebook, you know, yeah. losing their minds. Like th- this really affects it. You. You're not going to carry any twenties in your wallet. Is I what you're telling me because you're so pissed off. 10 years. Well, no shit. No shit, you owe money to everybody. You just told us. I know. Shit. $26. Okay, so here's here's what I was thinking today, right okay. before you walked in, as I'm sitting there watching the Laker game, and I'm like, you know what would be great? You just decide from now on, every fucking bill is named after somebody named Washington. So you oh, got like George that. Washington on the one, uh, right? You got him on the one. All right. Then you find something for Denzel Washington. Oh, I like that. Then, you know, then you put we can't the, put Kermit on there. No, I was gonna put two, Kermit. I was gonna put on the two dollar bill because it's all fucked up anyway, and he fucked up Rudy Tomjanovich real bad. But he 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 carried remorse through That's his life. Right. He almost killed him. Punched I him right got, in the face. I he sucker it. punched him. Ten dollar bill without a doubt has to be Carrie Washington because she's smoking hot. Carrie Washington goes on the ten because she's a ten. She is a ten. Yeah, I like this. You're doing good. I'm proud of you. I'm okay. staying out of the way. On the fifty, I got Ron Washington, the baseball coach with the yes. horrible with the, cause with nobody, the heater. Yeah, nobody nobody carries a fifty, but Ron Washington is that crazy hair. He has no hair on top and the crazy hair on the sides with a heater in his mouth. Dude, I'm telling you, Ron's a fucking man's man. <laughs> I like that. All right. And the last watching that I have, I put him right on the 100, is Dwayne Pearl Washington, the basketball yes! player who passed away a few years ago. But I'm, I'm laughing my ass off that people go so crazy over this $20 bill switch up, they're losing their fucking mind. People who are literally writing, I refuse to carry a $20 bill in my wallet. Because okay. Of this. Fuck. <laughs> well, I'm not. Fuck you. I'm not working tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> that, that uh, is, shit. That is it. Hey, we're sorry. Okay, we thought, hey, we didn't mean to upset you. The we'll AT- change everything. The ATM does not put out 20s anymore. No yeah, more. we did. We forgot what a friend you were to Andrew Jackson. Lesson learned. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going I to. I got one. Hang go on. Ahead. I got go one ahead. for you. Go ahead. Happy belated birthday to John Conniff out of East County in Poway. Dave, how old is he and how much is he worth? Because he specifically instructed me from the Mad Friars. I said, Johnny, happy birthday. He goes, great. I don't want to hear how old is he and how much is oh, he worth. Hilarious. I said, fuck you. I it's make on. the calls around here. Dude, I have no fucking idea how old he is. I have I'm no saying, idea. I'm, you, do you, are you guessing? Yeah, I'm going to say he's probably 35. Okay, well, if he's 35, I'm going to say 42. Just a little shot in the gut. Son of a bitch. John's one of those guys that all of a sudden always says something across the line I've, about five times a year. Isn't he fucking the man? How yep. much is he worth? He's in debt. Twenty-three thousand, one thousand more than Dave Scott. He's not because his wife is the funniest fucking. I swear to God, his wife is so goddamn funny. There's no way it happened. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they're uh, Mad Friars is unbelievable for Padre fans. Yes, I understand. understand. God dang, this Padre Twitter guy's going after me nonstop this weekend. 
I'm sitting there. Yeah, fucking, stop being the douche. W- w- fucking, dude, I wasn't doing jack shit oh, on you. Friday. I'm watching fuck. the goddamn Lakers play like the Bulls or, or Saturday, and Woods has to light the fire. What that asshole? I don't do? even know. I wrote to him. I go, hey, asshole, privately. You know, I'm yeah. like, hey, asshole, I just want to watch a Laker game. Not going to listen to these fuckers yell at me for three hours. He's laughing his ass off. <laughs> when are they cutting Bo's hair? <laughs> That's a good question. Whose hair is longer, mine or Bose right now? I look, <laughs> but the thing is, Bose looks fine. I look like Jake DeGrom. I look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Bo looks like the drummer from the Foo Fighters right now. But yeah, yeah. Bo's too little to knock the hair out of his eyes. He's like, you know, like the dogs that always yeah. have the hairs in the eyes. You're like, dude, that poor dog can't see. Fuck. No wonder Bo can't hit a baseball, Steve. Cut his fucking hair. Help him out. <laughs> Love that little fucking guy. Everybody does. All right, we're going January 24th because the 25th sucks. There's Alicia Keys is the only one on the 25th that's worth anything. All right, 24th you're going to like, though. All right. Ed Helms. I like Ed Helms. Uh, Like, I I don't get HBO Max. They have Hangover 2, but they don't have the original Hangover. Oh, really? I like Hangover 2 also. Uh, Ed Helms, when he has the facial tattoo... And Bradley Cooper's laughing. Yeah, try to wash I, it off. Yeah, I like when Mike Tyson comes out and sings. Dude, at the end. One uh, night in Bangkok. Is, uh, I'm going to say Ed Helms is 48. Really close, 47. And I'm going to say he's worth uh, $7 million. $25 million. No way. Yeah, $25 million. How do you million. do that? $25 million. All right, here we go. Another one of your, 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 your mom's favorites. How's this? Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. I've seen him a couple times. Took my mom. Uh, Neil Diamond, I believe, lived in Rancho Santa Fe for a while. I'm going to say he's uh, 77. 80 years old. Goddamn. Fighting dementia, Dave. Wow. That suck. Uh, dude, he wrote a ton of fucking songs. I'm going to say he's worth $80 million. A lot more than that. $200 million. Good for him. How about the drummer? The drummer for Elvis was Ronnie Tut. I loved when Elvis would introduce him. Ronnie Tut. And then Ronnie Tut left Elvis and became the drummer for Neil How Diamond. About that? Pretty good life, man. Neil Diamond, my mom, I worked at a high five sports shop in Encinitas. We were a teleseat outlet, which was what Joan Croc owned. Wow. Trying to put Ticketmaster out. My mom at the time, I was in high school, man, she loved Neil Diamond. So yeah. we had like 20 people lined up out front to get Neil Diamond tickets. I didn't even open the door till I already had our floor seats <laughs> bought. I finally mosey over to open the door. Everybody's in like tear 17. Wow, he must be popular. It's because I didn't know how to put my fucking credit card in. <laughs> so I didn't get the, I'm like, ah, sorry guys. I've been trying to get the system up. I didn't want you all in here, but I think we got it going now. Hey, all right. Great news. You're in row 17. Of uh, upper 18C. What? Yeah, he's popular, man. (laughs) People love Song Sung Blue. They do. Hey, don't go. Fuck. (laughs) Make your own decisions in life. Oh, and by the way, hang on. One other thing. One other thing about Neil Diamond. This was the great one. The lovely and talented Katie Temple. Yeah. This has got to be shit. Seven, eight years ago. She calls me. She says, do you and Vita want to go with? I've got tickets to Neil Diamond. So I said to Vita, I go, hey, you want to go to Neil Diamond? She goes, all right. I go, he's really fun. And Katie got the tickets. So she goes, all right, well, just we pay Katie, right? I go, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm not letting Katie put the money up. But but Katie knows everybody in town. This is going to be great. So um, 
I'm like, we're in like section uh, 24, which is right like the 50-yard line. So it's awesome. Oh, sweet. So we get there, and I kind of look at the tickets, and I like it's like row 24. Well, I realize that there's lower level 24, oh, fuck. and then which is like one to 24. Yeah. And then there's like a pause, and then there's a we're in the back fucking row. Back fucking row. So I would just like to thank uh, former woman of the year for the Leukemia Society, Katie <laughs> Temple. <laughs> For putting me in the absolute back row of the arena with my smart-ass wife who didn't really care about Neil Diamond. Hey, these are great seats. I go, fuck. I go, we could be in the catwalk up here. Uh, but yeah, that's the last time I saw him. Oh, my gosh. All right, here we go. Mary Lou Retton. Very doable. That's what I was going to say. Next question was going to be, would you throw a one? 100%. Yeah, me too. God damn <laughs> She'd rattle your cage. Mary Lou had okay. I gotta do the math here, Dave. Eighty-four Olympics. Yes. My God, hang on. That's that's thirty-six years ago. Thirty-seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think she's. I want to say she's fifty-six. Fifty-three. Really? Yeah, fifty-three. How much now, is she worth? You know what, man? I think she does those corporate speeches. So I think she goes around. I'm going to say she's worth $10 million. Really close. $8 million. God we rounded damn. it up. All right. Last one. Is, and this one is, uh, we like her, but it's a sad story with it. Very sad story. Sharon Tate. How old would Sharon Tate be? Oh, wow. Fuck. That's weird, Dave. I, I, think, I think those murders were 68. Am I right on 69. that? 69. 69. Okay. So, uh, let me do the math there. <laughs> 69. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 78. Exactly right. Fuck. How much was she worth when she died? Uh, when she died, shit. Married to Polanski. He definitely has picked up a few copies of Barry Legal, that little fucking yeah, weirdo. Put that fucker in jail. Two million? Three hundred thousand dollars back in nineteen sixty nine is what I've she was been worth. to the El Coyote where she had her final. Yeah, me uh, too. The El Coyote is great, where she had her final meal. Yeah. No. Once. A, what is that? Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. What a movie! Huh? Great movie. Woo! Great movie. Yeah, I dug that. All right, five random questions, and when I mean random this time, they are random. I'm ready. Okay. Is there food that once you put it in your mouth will make you throw up in seconds? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. What's the, what food can you just go, fuck this right away? Octopus. <laughs> Do you eat sushi? No. No? Oh, that's funny as hell. I'm What's like, the- for me, it would be like, uh, I, I told you, I can't stand Velveeta cheese will make me throw up. Like, I almost gag looking at the box. And yeah. then also- Oysters sw- for me, too. I tried oysters for the first time in my life in October. Not terrible, but whatever. No. Uh, for me, it's uh, oh, sweet potatoes. I hate sweet potatoes. You're kidding, no? really? Yeah, I don't mind potatoes. I just don't like sweet potatoes. That's weird. All right, here we go. Who has a bigger ego, athletes or talk show hosts? Oh, that's funny. Um, I think it's athletes by a mile. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, because I think for the most part, I think talk show hosts, there's a little bit of false bravado. 
But I think you work in an industry where they really management really fucks with you a lot. Yeah. And it, I mean, I, I thought it's one of my favorite things that I ever read was Dan Patrick telling his story about ESPN because I read it. Fuck. I read it in Hawaii. Uh, we had just gotten blown out at free FM and, and the management team at free FM was great to us. But Dan told this whole story in USA Today. It was like a huge, he had just left and he was getting ready to launch his his network. And he told this whole story about constantly being reminded at ESPN that they were the only one who loved him and that nobody else would hire him. And you go, dude, it's exactly what we've been through. We've been through this shit. We've heard this same shit. And what's funny is you heard it more recently. Like, if anybody said that to us now, he'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. Nobody loves you, you fucking shithead. <laughs> but you get so you get so tainted and so deluded in your mind that I think for the most part, you get a group of talk show hosts in here. I mean, there's certain guys, right? Steve a lot of them. Saw. A lot of them. Yeah. But I think for the most part, like, and especially with you and me, we just call them all on their bullshit. Like, yeah. Fuck all. Who gives a fuck? Right? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. You're telling me about Sweet James. Calm down. <laughs> um, but I think athletes. Boy, I don't know, though, man. That's Echo Talk Show host for me. Man, you think about guys. Like, I, I heard so many people ripping Philip Rivers recently, and you go, dude, he was just cool. He was, he was, he was mellow. Tomlinson, when he was here, was so fucking cool. Drew Brees, Junior, Rodney, Trevor, Gwynn. We've had some good ones. I don't know yeah. about LT. Oh, I love I don't know. LT, I was, LT was tough at the end, man. He changed. LT was tough the last few but years. But what had happened, though? There had been something. He was upset oh, that I they changed the offense to go through Philip first instead of him first. I'll tell you the other thing, though, too. I tell you the other thing was, I think when they caught him on the bench with the helmet on, and he became a punchline, and he became a punchline in this town. Look, you and I were part of it. Everybody was a part of it. Dude, imagine if that happened today. He'd be what you saw with Bernie Sanders. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be everywhere with that fucking black visor. Yeah. But I think, Dave, having never brought it up, I'd love to ask him that. When because Rivers fucking played with a torn ACL the same yeah, day, yeah, and and he couldn't go. Uh, to me, if I look back and I I could be wrong on the timeline, um, to me I look back and I go, that's when I feel like things changed. Yeah, because I feel like he he didn't necessarily feel like this town had its back. That and, was two thousand seven. Not right? weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Would you rather date a girl who is deaf or a girl with severe Tourette's? Oh, Tourette's. <laughs> You're crazy. Dude, okay. Here's my question about severe Tourette's. Why yeah. is it that they yell out like, fuck, cunt, bitch? Why isn't it ever like dog, cat, crayons? Like, you know what I mean? Why is you, it crazy ass swear words? You're obsessed with, like, I, I've been a I lot love, of places. Yeah. I've met a lot of people. I've never met conjoined twins. That's your one thing, right? You're obsessed with dwarfs. That's true. And you're obsessed with people with Tourette's. I am. Like, all of them. Yeah, all of them. I know. You're I was right. watching 2020 when I was a kid once. Watching Ripley's Believe It or Not? Uh, no, I was watching 2020. The, the two 2020 episodes that stick in my head, because my parents would watch this shit, was the one where the guy gets his ears boxed by the wrestler. Oh, yeah. John Stossel. 
It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> a bus goes by. It hurts. That one I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. And then they showed what Tourette's was, who I've never seen in my life. And I laughed for 20 minutes. And it was hysterical. Person. I am. I might be a bad person. But yeah. to have to just be out, let's say you're in a restaurant, and have the girl you're sitting with across the table to yell, fuck, cunt, bitch. I will. <laughs> but I got to pay before we leave. God damn. Have you ever been out to dinner before? matter with you all right would you rather grow up with a dad who was a famous porn star or a famous criminal oh (laughs) that's a great one oh the porn star for sure he's bringing his friends home bringing christy canyon home seika (laughs) marilyn chambers fuck yeah dude i'm going to his fucking uh Employee Christmas party every year <laughs> at Vivid. I meet Tracy Adams. I'm with you. And I'm here's the you. other thing, too. Okay. Yeah. We we just said about 10 names. I don't need any of you sick fucking perverts sending me direct messages on Twitter. Hey, I heard you mention Tracy Adams. You know, when I was nine. No, stop. <laughs> okay, stop. Stop. I don't want to hear anything else. All right. right. <laughs> Last question of the night. Would you rather be related to the Dosakis guy, the most interesting man in the world, or be related to the guy from the progressive insurance commercials who teaches you how to not to be like your parents? That guy, it's that guy right there. Yeah, yeah me too. It's that guy. He's so fucking funny, Rick. He's so fucking funny. The waiter doesn't need to know your name. It's my favorite fucking line of all time. I, who writes that shit? Dude, Flo is gone. They don't ever need to bring Flo back. That ever. guy is the best. That guy has fucking eclipsed Flo in two weeks. Not that I ever found Flo funny. Well, that's my point. Flo's a waste of time. This guy, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do next. He's a fucking legend. Oh, my God. All gosh. day with that guy, right? I'm with you. I'm with, I love those fucking commercials. What They're so fucking good. Hey, one quick thing. Um, so we're watching the NFL and the NFL, Dave, continues to have issues with diversity, right? And, yeah. I mean, that Dan Campbell press conference for oh the Lions. Oh, my God. You go, what? Like, what? I mean, Leslie Frazier coached the Vikes. He did, I don't know, but, I mean, deserves another chance. Eric Bieniemy deserves another chance. I just found something fascinating, and I know we'll talk a lot more about the Super Bowl on Wednesday, but if I don't mention this now, I'll forget it. Uh, I was saying to Jim Trotter because – um there was talk that Luke McCown or Josh McCown yeah. is up for the the Texans job. Texans job. And Jim's like, you, you got to be fucking kidding exactly. me, right? And somebody said, oh, you know, they're qualified. Everybody deserves a chance. And Jim's like, bullshit, it's about being fair. And so I was just looking over the weekend at coaching staffs. I was fascinated, right? Sometimes yeah. because we've had guys that come through here and you go, Hey, who's on this coaching staff or that staff? And and you look at Green Bay, and then um, you you look at Kansas City, and you look at Tampa and, yeah. and the other teams. But I, I sent Jim a note. I go, hey, I just thought this was kind of cool. I was looking at the coaching staff um, for Tampa. I don't know how many people realize this. Bruce Arians has, I think, 11 – People of color on his staff, yeah. black assistant coaches. All three of his coordinators are black. Yeah. Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, his special teams, a lot of other things. 
But the other thing that I didn't realize on the Tampa staff is Bruce Arians also has two women on his coaching staff. So I said, so I go, wow, that's pretty cool, right? Ten assistant coaches, all three coordinators, two women. Well, I'm happy to say that when I looked at Green Bay and when I looked at Kansas City and when I looked at Buffalo, 10 was about the number. Everybody was around 9 or 10. But Bruce Arians was the one guy that had all three coordinators. And I said to Jim, hey, man, I feel like at least Bruce Arians is doing his part to bring a little diversity. And as a kid who grew up in Minneapolis, I absolutely love that Matt LaFleur fucked that up yesterday. (laughs) When Aaron Rodgers was here with Cal, he cried the blues so bad and just was such a douche that I was happy to see him lose. Uh, Dave, I don't. I, I mean, I like Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid seems cool. Eric Bieniemy seems cool. So it's kind of fun to have a Super Bowl that we can just sit back and enjoy. We'll talk a lot about it. But yeah, you got a Super Bowl with the the greatest quarterback of all time with the greatest quarterback right now. Right. Yeah. And and two pretty cool coaches that yeah. have given opportunities to guys uh, like Eric Bieniemy yeah. as the offensive coordinator. But I thought Bruce Arians. Having all three coordinators be black and also having two women on his staff. Pretty fucking cool and uh, good for those guys. I like those stories. Absolutely. All right, so we'll be back on Wednesday night, everybody. Thank you very much. Assuming you don't give me COVID again.